Hello, welcome to Giggles and Gratitude. I'm Dina. And I'm Tia. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. Now, Tia, I know that you hate it when I tend to business. Um, oh, wow. You don't really enjoy it. You get a little impatient and bored, a little antsy in the pantsy. Maybe. Yeah. But sometimes business needs to be tended to. I don't like business. And so I'm going to like it tended to. <laughs> Period. The end. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to do a little tending. Oh, wow. And then we'll get to talking. I go to sleepy time right now? <laughs> yeah, you can take oh, a good. little nap in the corner. All right. <laughs> All right. On this past week's episode of You Know Something? With Dina and Tia, it was called Extremely Trendy, where we talked about trending topics on Twitter or X, just spontaneous. We said, okay, let's talk about this. And I... This is one of my favorite episodes. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't listen to it, you can go back and listen to it. But I got a couple of messages on the interwebs about it that said, of course, when we were talking about trending topics, Taylor Swift's name came up. Because she'll probably be on trending topics long after we're dead. You know, continuously without (laughs) ever coming off. She's a queen. Uh, anyway, I got a couple of messages about Taylor, probably from Swifties, that said American that she was not a contestant on American Idol. Because if you haven't listened, I said, I remember her on American Idol, and she was really skinny and awkward and had the big guitar. And sang. she sang a song about the screen door slamming that song and wasn't didn't have the greatest voice. So I never dreamed that she would become what she had. But she had pa- I recognized the passion and how she was just singing her little heart out. She was just a performer. And I knew that, but I guess I didn't express that. I said she was on American Idol. So to all the Swifties out there, I just want to say you're correct. She was never on American Idol as a contestant, but she was on there to perform, to promote her before she got really, really big, I think. So that is a correction or a verification. I wasn't wrong, but you you don't want to make the Swifties mad. No. (laughs) All right. Also to you. The last time we talked about the countries that our podcast is reaching, which has been a while we talked about that, mm-hmm. I think we said it was seven countries, mm-hmm. including the U.S. So I thought, I'm just going to check before I come in today in our analytics. And Tia doesn't know this yet, but while we're speaking this moment, we have reached 13 countries. Shut up. Yeah, so almost double. No, really, shut up. Oh, okay. Seriously? All right, thank you and goodbye. No! <laughs> No, when I say shut up, you know what I mean. Like, shut up. Shut up. That is awesome. Isn't it awesome? Now, I'm not good at geography. I don't know about you. Filling out a map. Really? Can you even name 13 countries? You can? No. No. (laughs) I can name my states in alphabetical order, but not the countries. Oh, interesting. I'm going to bring that up. So you may have a skill I didn't know. Okay. So we're in the U.S., of course, or listened to in the U.S., United Kingdom, Australia, Mexico, Canada, Japan, Poland, Thailand, Brazil, Spain, Germany, New Zealand, and Turkey. And I can't remember what the seven countries were before, but I don't remember Turkey or Mexico or Japan and Spain. I think that might be some of the ones that we added. But in any case, welcome, however you say welcome and all the other. Wasn't that uh, on Lawrence Welk, the different ways to say no, it's so different ways to say goodbye. Uh, I'll be Zane. I'll have to try to thank do that. Thank you, <laughs> and thank you, and thank you more for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't that amazing? Well, that just makes me so excited. I could just almost tinkle. 
I'm going to say open mud. <laughs> I think tinkle's probably a universal word all across all countries, so they oh, know what you mean. I should have not said it. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's fine. Oops. And states, the last time I checked states, we were in 39, 31 states, and now we're in 41 states. <gasps> so you just said you can say states in alphabetical order. I'm trying to figure out what non-states <sighs> we're not in. <laughs> That nobody really? has listened to, so they can get with the program. Uh, but we're in Tennessee, Florida, California, Ohio, Montana, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Texas, Massachusetts, Alabama, Indiana, New York, North Carolina, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Washington, uh, Louisiana, New Mexico, Iowa, Virginia, Wisconsin, Indiana, Idaho, excuse me, Missouri, Hawaii, South Carolina, New Jersey, Minnesota, Oregon, Kansas, Colorado, Maine, Connecticut. West Virginia, Maryland, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, D.C., and Mississippi. So what are we not in? Uh, interesting. Well, if you can say it in alphabetical order. You know, I was on a road trip. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> I mean, we'll do that off air, but we'll figure it out. Uh, oh, Alaska comes to mind. We're not in Alaska. So, I mean, you get podcasts in Alaska, right? <laughs> I was thinking of Alaska as this, like, desolate area with no... Modern conveniences. And oh, no, they have lots of modern Yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yes. I had pet sitting clients that went there, and they said, Dina, you know, there's areas, certainly big areas of wilderness, you know, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to go to. You wouldn't be able to survive, but the cities that are populated are very sophisticated and great restaurants, and there's a lot of men there, too, I understand. The men-to-female ratio is quite in my favor. <laughs> no. I can't go to Alaska. No. Okay. I don't like the cold. Sorry. So I was on no. a road trip one time, and it was this was years ago. It was a, I was delivering something, and I was with a friend, a couple of friends, and the radio wasn't working. We were in like a van, like a very minimal, stripped-out van with boxes. And so we were trying to kill time. We were going to Virginia. And one of my friends said, I'll give you $20 if you can name all 50 states in 15 minutes. So he looked at his watch, timed it. I couldn't do it. I got to 45, and, you know, I had time left. I just could not think of it. <laughs> so we've got nine states you need to figure out okay. off air or during the show. Can your brain do two no, things off, at once? let's do it off air. <laughs> okay. our list, some of our listeners probably have it already figured out. And then you can just, like, plug it in as my dumb moments when I do dumb things. Oh, for our next year in Yippee. Okay, cool. All right, and finally, in the tending to business tip, Last week on Giggles and Gratitude, episode uh, January 14th, 24, you told us that you received a gift card to Aldi, and I was told it's Aldi, not Aldi's, I didn't notice, Aldi Grocery Store from our mutual friend, because we went to her house, she was our hostess, served us a great meal, the stuffed mushrooms were included, you loved them, she said they come from Aldi, so out of the generousness of her heart, because she's a very sweet person, and she probably thought it'd be kind of funny, she Mm -hmm. gave you a gift card with enough to cover some stuffed mushrooms from Aldi <laughs> and you and I talked about how we're intimidated by Aldi because not because it's fancy because it's not because there's rules to oh, grocery shop it's a quarter you have to put it in a yeah, cart in a cart so you have to have a quarter so you left I'm just telling this real quick so we can get to the meat of the story you went to run errands you had the gift card in the outside pouch of your purse you thought Greg called you and said are you going to get those mushrooms you said yes and he said, well, I just pulled the gift card out of blessing your puppy's mouth. Mm-hmm. 
So you did not have the gift. You had your handbag in the floor, like by the couch, getting ready to leave. He just was a little pickpocket, got it out. Yep. And so you were going to see if you could go back and figure out, like, the, my dog ate my gift card and see right. what you could do. So I want you to take it from there and do a follow-up because I know people are wanting to know, how do you shop at Aldi if you went? And how, did they take the card if you went? So you take it away. Okay, so... Last Sunday after church, my husband and I went to Aldi. Right. And he goes, what are we doing? And I said, I want to see if they're going to take this gift card. And he goes, I've never been here. And I went, <laughs> we're all scared. Thank you, pumpkin. So anyway, we go in and because um, there's carts on the outside, but I just go on in the store and I find a cashier that has no one in her lane and I said excuse me um but uh, um I pulled out the gift card and I said my dog <laughs> ate my gift card <laughs> and she said and I gave it to her which was kind of weird and I even <laughs> had this slip which was half eaten right and I gave it that and I showed that to her I just gave it and she goes honey we can still read this and that's fine and I said oh Thank you. My friend is going to be so happy because she got this gift card for me so I could get some mushrooms. And I said, now, my second question. I don't know how to do the cards. Where do you put the quarter in? Where do you, I don't know, insert it or exert it? I don't know. And she goes, honey. Why don't you just take this cart right here? And I said, "Word up at the quarter." And she goes, "It's already got a quarter in it." Oh, wow. honey, take it, take it. Well, I Tell think she was she almost was. like afraid of me a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm well, not. Well, you were kidding. afraid of her, so it works. Well, out. <laughs> okay. So here, Greg and I go with a little cart down, the, and I go through the cool area where mm. I would think the mushrooms, and I didn't find them. Mm. Like, oh no, no, no. They don't have them, and I then I run to the other, and Greg is looking, going, "Parkin, look at this! Look at this! <laughs> wow, we need this!" And so hey, I put it in the cart, buddy. I don't care. Okay, then I made a double run on that first. They're in boxes. It's hard to see the mushrooms. Oh, okay. So I got two. Packages of six. Wished I had gotten 18 packages of six because they don't expire. And I had no idea my husband would like them, but he was like, Shut up, these are stinking yum. The first night I made them because I was going to eat all of them. (laughs) Mm. You didn't know you were going to have to share. He wanted one. I gave him one. The second (laughs) night I had to give him three. Wow. Dang it. What is that? I had them too, and I thought they were great. But what do you think they're stuffed with? cheese, and I don't know, but they're delicious. But I said, Greg, you don't like mushrooms. Why do you like these? And he said, because they're not the the slip. Like when you get sautéed mushrooms on a steak or something, right? These are not that. They're like portobello yeah. mushrooms with like artichoke cheese. <laughs> I love stuffed mushrooms. I'm sorry, I'm already missing them. <laughs> okay, so, so anyway. So for all the virgins, can I say that? What would be your recommendation of what to do at all? Just go. <laughs> all right. Um, 
we didn't know we needed bags either. Oh. And I said, uh-oh, Greg, grab two of those bags. So there's refrigerated bags and there's just normal bags. Well, we don't live, but I don't know, five minutes. Oh, okay. So we got two bags and we filled them because they have dark chocolate with raspberry. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> Dollar $1.99. Okay. And dark cho- these big bars, literally, that are individually wrapped. Then Greg got lettuce and he got bananas because I took a picture and sent it to Cindy and it said, Cindy, look what all we got. And she goes, oh, God, everything looks great except for those uh, gross bananas. And I said, that's how Greg likes them. Very brown, he likes them right. rotten. Before oh, okay. he eats them. You know, it's actually better for you, I read, but I like them in between. I don't like them green and hard, but I don't like them slimy and brown. I like them where I can spread peanut butter on them. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, that's smart. You no, you use it as a sandwich. It, you yeah. take a banana, cut the ends off, and slice it down the middle. Very healthy. Then put peanut butter in it, and then slice it, and it's like a oh. yummy snack. Oh, Tia, that's great. So fun. You could actually probably put it in the refrigerator. The freezer after you put the peanut butter and it would be slicing, would be and drizzle chocolate on it. No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Really, you went off the charts right there, <laughs> didn't you? Hmm. Okay, but wait a minute. Okay. Here's my best find. Okay. I wish I didn't find it. <laughs> Dark chocolate. Hmm. You ready? I'm ready. Caramels with <gasps> sea salt <gasps> on the outside. Just like little cubes of chocolate. <sighs> They're like Valentine candies. Oh, you better get a bunch because they'll be gone after oh, that. Oh, no. Put them in the freezer. <laughs> can you freeze them? Yeah, you can freeze chocolate. Yeah. Oh. Well, let me ask you this. Oh. Um, in my mind, Aldi is like a warehouse with, you have to buy big crates of things, big, you know, like the box, half boxes with the plastic on top, and it's generic brand, and it's just all cheap stuff, and it's dirty in there. Am I wrong on all that? Absolutely. So they're actually unique things. It is things so clean, and you do not have to buy bulk in anything. You can buy a head of lettuce. You can buy that carton of those caramels. And then you can <laughs> the buy carton. the chocolate <laughs> bars that, you know, Cindy told me about the dark chocolate, the milk chocolate, and then I found the raspberry, which, wow. And... I just think it's yum. There's like cube cheese, there's eggs, there's milk, there's everything. There was nothing in there, period, that reminded me of a warehouse or dirty or yuck. That's great. At all. That's great. Do you think you could do all your shopping there? Or is that just No. Okay. Because they don't have everything I get. Okay. But I'll definitely go there for... (laughs) For sure, the mushrooms. <laughs> I will get mushrooms every single week, I think. Yeah, they're good um, for you. It's good for but, you. But, I mean, they have loads of things that are so much cheaper than what the grocery store sells them for. And, you know, something, it's not that hard to get a cart. I promise. Okay. Because most checkout? people just what, check out. If you don't have a bag, then you put it in your buggy. 
Right. But then they put it in our buggy. Then we had to take it over to the next station and bag it ourselves. They okay. do not bag it for you. Well, I think that's good. Be- I mean, most stores I go to now, I have to end up bagging it anyway. You know, like there's nobody there to do it. So the- so you could actually put it into your cart or they'll ring it up and put it in your cart loose. Mm-hmm. And then you move out of the way. So the person right. behind you, because I'm exactly. not a professional bagger. It takes me forever you know, I think I want to put all my cold stuff together on my... That's what produce. I do. Yeah, so it's good to go over in a little staging area. Right. That wouldn't be bad at all. Or, like you say, you could just leave your bags in your car, go out there and bag it in the back of your car. Or if you had, like, a, you know, a big case or a net, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But, but now you have your official bags, your Aldi bags. Oh, so no, you... I've got two of them. Thank you very <laughs> much, because we bought a lot. So you will be back. No. <laughs> Bar none, we will be back. Right. Well, I just love it, and I thank Cindy for having those mushrooms, making me go there for my first time. <laughs> and there's no way I won't be going back. Okay. Well, I think after hearing your story, I will give it a shot. Please do. Or you know something? If you're afraid, I'll go with you. Okay. <laughs> if anybody listening is still afraid of Aldi, just come to Tia's, and she'll guide you through. Yes. Okay. Totally. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been in our area of the southeast and in a lot of the United States, it's been snow, 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 snow. And it coincided with our first week of training for a half marathon. And it's really put a damper on me. <laughs> I haven't, I'm a member of Planet Fitness. Ha ha. Go Planet Fitness. And I love their treadmills and... I haven't been, I was, I mean, I might have could have gotten there. They were probably open. They're open 24-7. I was just afraid of sliding. I just thought, it's not worth it, Dina. So I had to go into my basement on my daddy's old treadmill, which I'm grateful for, but it's tough. You know, it's kind of squeaky and it's a struggle. You know, I really have to exert more effort than I, and I didn't realize it until I was finally able to go to Planet Fitness, the different, it's a Nordic track, it's electric, but whew, it nearly killed me. Mm-hmm. And then I assume you had to do the same, use your treadmill instead of, because T and I like to walk outside through this certain park, this area that's, it's just uh, very pleasant. You kind of go up and down, so you do get your inclines. Uh, it's more realistic to training for the marathon than a treadmill. It seems to be easier on your feet. So Tia, I already know what you think about treadmills, but share, you want to share with the class what you think about treadmills? Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. I would rather have a root canal without any Novocaine than to get on a treadmill. I hate it because you're walking to nowhere. (laughs) Literally, you're walking to nowhere. So it's more of a mental thing with you. No. And Greg said, buddy, I do the elliptical, and he does the elliptical for 25 minutes every single morning. Then he's got his routine. He lifts weights. He does whatever his routine is. But I said, I I can't. He said, watch a show that inspires you. Watch a podcast. Mm -hmm. I tried. I'm still walking to nowhere, and it makes me mad. So then (laughs) what I do is I push it to go faster, faster, faster. And then I'm running, and I'm profusely sweating because I just want to get it over with, and I hate it. Well, it gives you a great time. That's for sure. I knew you were running. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you think it's worse on your, like your shins? Because I got terrible shin splints. I think it's worse on my back Mm -hmm. because my back 
killed me. Mm. Like when I was strength training and just doing the the squats and everything in front of the television, watching and doing whatever the person was telling me to do, that was much easier with a whole lot more weights than just walking on a flat surface. Except outside, it makes it... It's. I'm sorry, it's easier. Yeah. I almost put on the, the shoes I have on right now and went out and I thought, I don't care. I'm just going to just walk. Oh, you would have broken your neck. Probably. <laughs> yeah, because it was ice. And so, yeah, probably I would have. But I wanted to do that more than I wanted to get on a treadmill again. You know, I feel like you need to talk to a therapist about that. Probably. Okay, <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. No, I mean, seriously, it seems like a... I thought you were going to say, well, it hurts my feet, which you did, but it's a mental thing with you that you need to see fresh things. People pass us a lot. You need stimulation, mental stimulation to... It's too monotonous. Just, it's, it's, it's monotonous. Yeah. It's just like, I would rather... Get I don't know, <laughs> chew on slivered glass. <laughs> Well, my That's dog, how much I like it. My dog, Boogie, your dog's brother, or Shorky, he hates the snow. I wonder, I thought he would frolic in it, but it was very packed down hard, almost like ice. And he would go out on it, be walking on it without making an impression. All of a sudden, he'd collapse into it, mm-hmm. and he was freaking out. So I had a lot of pee pads used this week. Uh, he just was not into it. What about your pups? You got four. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the f- Monday... First night, uh, it snowed really deep and really hard. Blessing had never seen snow. Blessing so, is Boogie's brother, for yes, those of you just my listening. pup. <laughs> and, okay. And what did Dina's he think? brother's pup. Yeah, he's my nephew. Uh, yep, it's my nephew. <laughs> and so, Blessing was like, what the what? <laughs> so, he goes to the top of the stairs on our deck because we I have dog doors. Dina doesn't. She has to take hers out. Yeah, it's fine. Which is way harder. Anybody that doesn't have dog doors that has a fenced in yard, get them. <laughs> Tia has it a great setup. It makes your life so much easier. However, blessing never seen snow. So it was like a oh, I thought, what? <laughs> so he barked and then he squatted and pooped and peed at the same time <laughs> as he's barking at the snow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. So he's being efficient. <laughs> Let's get it out. Let's go. Yeah. But it was on my deck, not my patio. Oh, shoot. Okay. So um, as the other dogs, because they're used, to, they've seen snow. Right. Not this much, obviously. <laughs> but then... They taught him how to go down the stairs, but the this is the funniest thing. You go down the stairs, and then we have a patio, and the only place you could see patio, they all peed and pooped at the exact same square. <laughs> Nobody ventured <laughs> off nowhere because they were like, because Greg tried to keep the the steps scraped oh, yeah. for them so they wouldn't fall right. and hurt themselves. So he kept the steps scraped, but 
on the patio, they just had to do their business mm-hmm. and then Greg would go out, God love him, and he would pick up the poop and like bag it and throw it away wow. because it was just all in one spot. Yeah. Because all of them, nobody ventured out until Blessing was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I had picked snowballs off of him, and he oh. thought somebody was attacking him. <laughs> and so he was, like, biting himself. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I tried to blow dry him and terrify them. <laughs> so then I just put towels in the dryer and warmed them and Ooh. then put them around him and melted them. Handy and tip. And then the water went into the towel. Yeah. Tia, that's a handy Tia tip. We need to have a section of Tia handy tips. T- t- <laughs> Did you really just say, I can't even say that. Handy Handy Tia tip. tip. Wow. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like the fur, the ice, and it immediately hardens and is like stuck like glue into the fur. And it hurts to get it out. So, genius. No, it does. I mean, it really does. And he was supposed to be groomed on Wednesday. Nobody was open. Right. So. Big bushy bear right now. Yeah. Major. (laughs) So we want to think about people who are suffering worse fates than snow in our dog's fur. You know, we know that's not bad. I'm, I'm, you know, it goes without saying, I was thinking about being out. I was out with Boogie, and when I came in, the house felt so warm. It almost hurt my skin, you know, to get back into the heat and thinking about. I felt like I was, like, thawing out when I came back in my hands. Uh-huh. And you think about the people that are homeless. You know, that's what I thought about this entire week when we've had temperatures in one digit (laughs) or a negative Mm -hmm. it made me hurt because um the group that i'm in other than ourselves Mm -hmm. um tomorrow actually was the day we're supposed to give out scarves and hats and it was canceled oh because there's a lot of people that still can't get out yeah the point of it is, is I'm thinking, wouldn't this have been awesome had we done this two weeks prior? Yeah. Because... You guys have learned now that you need to prep for it, even when it's not Yeah, cold. because I just saw, um, it popped up on my phone that there was a, a homeless person that everyone knew that was found dead. Oh, no. And I don't know, did she freeze to death? Because they didn't give any Oh, right. Yeah, she could have just passed naturally. Right. But, I mean, everybody knew her. But the the, the temperatures have been... Unsurvivable. You can't survive that. Ridiculous. You know, I know there are a lot of... I watch a lot of um, things on YouTube about the homeless issue. And they interview people who are and say, why are... You know, how did you get to this situation in your life? And there's all kinds of stories and all kinds of reasons why. But... I won't even say a lot, but there were several that I saw who choose to live that way. You know, they want the simplicity. Maybe they have certain mental conditions where they can't keep a job or they don't like to be confined to a house. And they may go sleep in a shelter when it gets cold. But the most of the time they like to, you know, have a tent or whatever outside. They It's what they choose to do. But that is unsurvivable, you know. I think some of those shelters are dangerous. You know, they won't feel comfortable sleeping they like to sleep during the day, you know, and stay awake at night or whatever. But in my town, T and I live in different towns. They're very close together, but mine's a lot smaller. We don't have a homeless shelter. We used to, 
and they closed it down. But churches will open, you know, they'll announce that they're open when it gets, I guess, below freezing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really prepared for it. I mean, I'm sure they don't have a kitchen or beds or whatever, right. like a shelter does. But I just, ah, just, I'm so grateful. You know, this is called Giggles and Gratitude. And we do talk about it, things we're grateful for and things I'm in this lap. But we really just recap our week. I was really thinking about the heat, <laughs> the warmth, the shelter. I'm so fortunate to be sheltered. And there are people who are sheltered. One day everything's fine. The next day everything falls apart. And they're in their car, you know. So I know we all think of that when we're cold. But I am so grateful for being inside and being sheltered and being warm. Me too. And um, uh, another gratitude is my friend Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her husband has ALS. Mm-hmm. And so she was out there trying to shovel snow off oh, wow. of her pool cover and off and, and shovel a place where her dog, three-legged dog, I might add, oh, no. could Tripod. tinkle and <laughs> use the potty. And then she texts me and she said, my blood pressure is way up. Mm. And I'm like, what? So I didn't text her back. I just called her. And I said, Becky, honey, first of all, you don't need to be shoveling anything in this cold weather period because i mean at that time i think it was what what, 12 11 10 degrees whatever and she goes well i think maybe i might have just shoveled where i've just you know pulled a muscle she goes but my blood pressure won't come down and i went becky stop just relax well, then she told me her son had called three times in four minutes. I said, Becky, you're scaring me to death. You've told me the same thing. That's not Becky. Becky's, I mean, her mind is sharp as a tack. I mean, she's brilliant. And she repeated the same thing Ooh, within four minutes. And I said, Becky, stop. I said, you need to call somebody or do something because you've prepared. and she goes, she started crying and she goes, well, I'm just going to call you back. And I thought, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and I thought, crap, I've made her cry. And I was terrified. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is she laid down and she rested and she didn't do anything other than help her husband do what he needed to do. But mm-hmm. she rested the rest of the day and she was fine. Yeah, That is my. My biggest gratitude right there. And I will say, a lot of people do have heart episodes shoveling the snow. You always hear, there's always somebody locally that has passed away from shoveling the snow. uh And they think they pulled a muscle. Yeah, I actually have heard that story. No, because Kim texted me, do not let Greg go out because he has atrial fibrillation. Mm -hmm. Do not let him go shovel snow in the cold because it's worse on, okay. There's my second one. Okay. He went out and tried to make, you know, for the the dogs to get down at least to the patio, not even to the yard, because they couldn't, because the snow covered the dogs. (laughs) And so there's no way they could have gone to the yard. They had to have something. And, but then 
I helped him get all the snow off the cars. And it was, that itself was hard. How many inches do you think you guys got? I think about ten and a half. Wow. See, I don't think we got as much. We probably got like eight inches, but... I mean, when you get past six, I guess it's, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's no, just I'm too sorry. Much. When you get past three at this point, it makes me mad. <laughs> it because was so... it, well, Monday, Greg goes, yeah, they called for a lot of snow. And look, it's just a dusting. I went to a Minel appointment. Okay. Was it 10? 11 o'clock. Greg's saying, are you on your way home? Oh, no. He has no idea how long it takes to do nails. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> the thing of it is, is like, I was having to really concentrate because it was scary because then everybody like was getting off the roads mm-hmm. because on Monday it was, bam, it was coming down, but it wasn't iced yet. Yeah. Once it ices, That's the danger. forget it. Yeah. So rain, sleet, snow, or hail will not step stop Tia's nails. <laughs> no. Well, no, no. Ice and snow and hail would, but snow won't. <laughs> but it did stop the postal service. I was going to say, it did stop the mail. I haven't had <laughs> mail or my Amazon order that should have been here. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, we haven't gotten mail in seven days. five days. Probably. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Apparently that slogan does not apply anymore. Nope. <laughs> But I am grateful that Greg went out there and he did get all, like, make it where I could get out on Thursday. Because we were stuck here and I was, boy, I was mad. Losing your mind? No, I, I really was. <laughs> Another thing was um, where our boat is parked, there were two docks that the roofs collapsed and damaged multiple boats it's still closed today because um they're afraid for anybody to go out and check their boats because they don't know if somebody's going to sink or whatever and um, so the weight of the snow on the coverings i mean this is a big nice dock situation a big big restaurant very popular restaurant and many, many. How many boats you say were there, are there? Oh wow, I don't even have a clue. You think hundreds? Oh, more than two hundred, wow. probably. So the, wow. And didn't you say a friend of yours lived in a boat? That was um no, that was um I had a grooming appointment for blessing on Wednesday the seventeenth, <laughs> mm-hmm. and my groomer sent out a text message to everybody that had grooming appointments on the 17th and she said i'm sorry i can't make it in and we're going to have to reschedule and so i had no idea who all these people were that they just came up as numbers and that was a big ooh for me because i was the very first one to text back and say oh that's fine we'll reschedule da 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 the second one was a thumbs up. Third one was, yeah, we understand. We couldn't get out either. Then fourth one um, was um, Susie Q passed away. So we will n- no longer need grooming services. Thank you for all the years you've groomed her. Well, 
I don't know who this person is. It's just a number, but I'm squalling. I mean, I am full out squalling, going, oh my gosh. Then there was other texts that came in and said, thanks for letting us know. You know, we'll reschedule. Then bam, here comes this one. We will have to reschedule way far out because we lost our boat and our home, meaning they lived on their boat. They were at another dock, and their roofs completely collapsed, and it it ruined. They lived on their boat, a houseboat, a beautiful, huge houseboat, and that's what Greg and I wanted to do when we we first got married. We were like, "You will have ferns in the." front of the boat and we'll just live <laughs> on the boat well crap no that sounds so cool no it in does the movies you know maybe it's a woman to be living on a, it's probably not very cool uh, well <laughs> no because when we had a houseboat because we don't anymore but mm-hmm. we had a houseboat there were people that lived on their houseboats year round wow i mean i still know people that lived there year round wow and it's just i mean i can imagine that in the bahamas or the keys but not where the weather changes. <laughs> no, but they're, I mean, they're, they are literally supplied for it. I mean, they've got central heat and air. Oh, wow. Just like you would in a house. And I don't know, you know, something I might need to call them. Because I, you know, it's been such a long time since we were at that dock. Mm-hmm. And, but this was a dock that we're not at. But I was just like, Wow. So you did find out your boat was okay. We hope. Oh I mean, gosh. we Greg. Seems like they would call everybody. Ever, and say, yeah, we just we all we've gotten are emails that we're still closed. We're working, you know, with everything we have, and we'll reopen as soon as possible. But nobody's been able to go check the damage of yeah. their boats where we are. Yeah. That's very frustrating. And, you know, you could call that first world problems or rich people problems. But like you say, there are people who do live on their boat. And it's it's frustrating because you can't get there to, you know, I need to call the insurance company. I need to figure out what's going on. And I'd say it'll be a while before they're able to just even get the roof up off of their boats, right? I mean, with all the snow still on it and... It's, um, like I say, it doesn't sound in the grand scheme of things, but it's still something that you've paid for and you're paying for and it's your part of your life. So I'm sure it's very stressful. And you don't think about how, my point, you don't think about how things getting really cold affects people in so many different ways. And, and you know, when you're, it. yeah, when you're a kid, it's snow, we don't have to go to school and we can sled down the hill. But when you're an adult, it's kind of a pain in the butt, really. mm-hmm. It really is. It is. Snow, yeah. snow, go away. But there was a lot of gratitude in that snow of things that could have happened that did not happen. So that's putting a little twist and looking on the bright mm-hmm. side, which we try to do here. Is there anything else you'd like to say about snow? Um, not about snow, but I do want to say this. Um, one of my huge gratitudes was podcast I listened to and this statement hit me like slammed me in the face I don't always understand the going forward however I always understand the going backwards meaning that 
I don't always know what's ahead of me. And sometimes it really scares me. But then after I've been there and I look back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty. True. And so the going backwards is what you really get about how God has provided, how God has been there when you didn't think he was there. Because during the time as you were going through it, you didn't get the whole time that he was there. But when you look back on it, you know God was there. Well, I appreciate you explaining that because when you read that to me, I thought, no, you're not supposed to look backward. That's not good to look backward, but I see what you're saying. And God sees the whole plan. Yes. That's why he's kind of like, it's okay. I know it seems horrible right now, but it's going it to make, make sense one day. <laughs> it's so hard to remind yourself of that. Yes, because he knows. And yeah. then he, he gets it. The, the, the sad thing of it is, is we don't get it sometimes until it is backwards and we have to look at how he's been there the whole time. Yeah. And we didn't know it. Yeah. And when we screw up, it's when we decide to try to take it into our own hands rather than just trusting. Exactly. That's when you kind of screw it all up. Right. Do things that you know you shouldn't do to try to change what's going on, and it's let it go. Let go, let God, they say. Right. That's good. I like that. Now, do you want to credit that podcast? Do you remember the name of it? Women of Faith. On TBN. Okay. Well, a bit of... Lisa Harper said it. Lisa Harper. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm doing good with my yoga, my resolutions. Mm -hmm. I hate the R word. I've been doing it, not every day, um, but the recommend, I think it's like three to five days a week I've been doing it. And Boogie hates that. I need to film me doing yoga, puppy yoga. You know, they actually charge people to go have yoga with goats, goat yoga, or with um, unadopted dog, you know, adoptable dogs, because they're hoping you'll fall in love. I don't think dogs, I think dogs, my dog, thinks I'm having a stroke or a seizure of some sort. <laughs> he gets very upset. He licks my face when I'm like in downward dog. He jumps up and bites my face. When I lay on my back, he jumps on my throat. I'm sure Blessing would do the same thing to you. Once you're in the floor, it's it's a free-for-all. Once you're on the floor, it's fair game for my dog to jump all over me. Once I open my eyes in the morning, it's a free... Because <laughs> I think he tries to choke me out. Because he just lays... He lays his entire body, and he's heavy. He's yeah. not tiny like Boogie. <laughs> Blessing is huge. So he lays on my throat, but he's trying to love me. Because yeah. he licks my ears, licks up my nose. I mean, any orifice he can find <laughs> to lick in, he'll lick. And then I'm going, you're choking me out. <laughs> I can't breathe. And he's like, I love you too, Mom. Yeah. It's funny. Boogie does me the exact same way. That's my wake-up ritual. He'll kind of sneak up, and then he'll lay across my throat. So there's something in them. A there's shorky. so much alight in so many ways. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Shizus, they're really different than Yorkies, but then when you put a mix, that's crazy. <laughs> because Yorkies like to lick. Shizus don't. They like to nuzzle. More than they like to lick. Oh, okay. But Blessing likes to put his nose, but then his the tongue, tongue swirl will start up your nose. going like, <laughs> crap, that's a Yorkie in me. I wish it would stop because all I want to do is Eskimo kiss right <laughs> so now. <funny. laughs> so funny. Next time, I'll, I think I will set up a little camera to record it because 
it's got to be hilarious. I mean, just recording me doing yoga would be hilarious because I'm not good at it. You know, I don't judge my form. This is all about what he's doing. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. And by the end, you know, he like, how do I say this? Like if I do a leg lift, he grabs, wraps his arms and arms and legs or legs and legs or arms and arms out <laughs> there around my thigh and like really, really loves it. And by the end of by the end of my yoga session, I feel like probably Boogie and my leg have like gotten engaged to be married. Wow! And then there's that. I don't. I don't really. I don't know if I got a comment on that yeah. one. I really can't post it because we used to have a video on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Links in the show notes of. Tia loving mm. on my dog Boogie, and she would open her mouth, and he stuck his whole face in her mouth. Well, we got a lot of perverts. Oh wow! <laughs> following us and making comments, and I can't even say here. So I, I know, it. but you put music to it. Well, I did R- put Barry White. Really? <laughs> so if I put I this rude. up, it could be bad. Maybe if I use different music, but it trust me, it's hilarious. So <sighs> I don't know. I think people listening will find that their dogs do the same thing when they exercise. It's you know, I, I don't know what it is. I'm also grateful for. Celery. <laughs> Did you say celery? This is what happened to me this week, Tia. I was home, stuck in the snow. All right, mm. celery. Stay with me. Celery mm. used to be crunchy. You know, you had to kind of string it, you know, cut the ends off, then a little raw, icky, black, whatever happens to those ends off. And you would kind of strip it down and the strings would be gone. But then I would still eat it and it would be mealy you know, mealy and soft and stringy, no matter what I did. And it was just awful. Well, I got some, it was probably organic celery the other day. It was crisp, just bit off crisp, dark green, very little strings. And I put almond butter in it. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> I thought Tia's going to hate this, no. but I'm loving, I mean, it was just euphoric what I felt while I ate that celery. So I wrote down in my little giggles and gratitude journal, I'm grateful for my celery. And I also sprinkled sunflower seeds on it. So take that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take that and go vomit. <laughs> you don't even like celery with like cream, uh, cream no. cheese or... I don't cheese? like celery. What is it? The texture or the taste or the look? No, nothing. Okay. There's nothing about right. it You're missing lot. out, girl. You're missing no, out. No, <laughs> I'm not. I can, I can assure you. <laughs> uh, um, Something else I saw... This week, you know, because I was just kind of watching TV and being online because I couldn't get out of the house to do anything like you. Stir crazy. That's what it was. They mentioned that another, the remains have been identified from the 9-11 tragedy this week. 23, almost 23 years later, they've identified someone from their DNA because DNA is getting more advanced as the years go by. It says the remains of a Long Island man killed in the World Trade Center on 9-11 have been identified more than two decades after the attacks. John Ballantyne Niven, he was 44 years old. I just wanted to say his name. I just, I mean, I know that touched everybody when that happened. I just, lately, I've just been seeing so much about it. It's popped up in my Instagram suggests and Facebook, things you might like. I don't know why it's all been popping up in the past couple of weeks and I've been watching documentaries and seeing things, you know, there were so many people that were recording, not like there would be now, you know, everybody has phones in their hands. Lord knows if something like that happened again, God forbid what footage we'd have. But there are people now after all these years who are saying, I filmed this with my camera. You know, they had these little 
video cameras in different angles and just individuals looking out their windows and it's just yeah it's just horrific it's just i mean i know we all know that but Mm -hmm. so when i saw this that they had found a body it really really touched me so i did want to say his name john valentine niven 44 year old he's an executive on the 105th floor of tower two and uh his wife Ellen said that Thursday that she and their son Jack, who is just 18 months old when he died, are grateful for the extraordinary efforts of city officials continuing the difficult task of identifying victims. So that made me go onto YouTube and Google what the aftermath of that, what the rubble, the debris was so overwhelming. What, how do you even start? What do you even do? You know, I just want to walk away and say, this part of town is, you know, closed for business. But these people, people got together and they carried all that rubble off. They took it to a um, landfill and went through it from September to July. They went through it to the stuff. I'll put a link to that documentary because, you know, it's sad and awful, but it's also very inspiring to see what people didn't give up. They didn't have to do that, but they wanted to try to find remains for people. Because people had nothing. They had nothing to bury, nothing to, you know, it makes you wonder. Maybe they made it out somehow and they hit their head and they don't know where they are. You know, they considered them missing for so long. And just the, I can't even go and tell the detail about what they did, but just some of the, let me just go through a couple of things that just amazed me. There was 1.8 million tons of debris that they carried off and took it to this landfill and they would divide it into this is iron this is wire this is vehicles they found 1058 vehicles that were destroyed and uh plane parts they divided all put that all in a pile and then they just had piles and piles of just what looked like sand which was just the remaining stuff they found 4257 i don't know how to say this because i don't want to disrespect it but pieces of remains or objects of remains that were human remains and they were able to link it back to 400 people so they identified 400 people now that was back in 2002 that would be 2002 by the time uh, they started going through it and they found credit cards and um, driver's license with photos and they gave that to the individual you know they we know who this is and the families were so grateful just to have a credit card with a name that they could touch you know the person's name on the credit card was the only thing they had left of them and um, things that they couldn't link back to people if it was something kind of sizable and in good pretty good shape they put it in the museum in New York you know the 9-11 museum other things that were just uh, too small or or too many of them like keys and things like they would take photos to put in the museum and then in July of 2002 they just buried it all under that landfill now it's just a field of grass and I was just thinking about how the human spirit and how they didn't give up. Any little thing matters. You know, you could say, well, we're obviously they passed away. The buildings collapsed and we're on fire, all that. And your loved one didn't come home. So they're obviously passed away. But these people went out and just sifted through sand to find any little thing. I won't go into detail about the little things they found to try to bring comfort to people. And it's just, that was the horriblest time I can think of in my life but also the best in that, how we all came together. And I think about, I'm saying all this horrible story to say, we've come apart. I feel like we've all come apart now. We've forgotten that we're one, you know, we're one. 
if you just want to say in the United States were one, but there were people from all over the world that were affected on that day in those buildings. And I know this isn't an anniversary or anything, but it's just really been on my heart. And then this week to find that guy, then I just wanted to say his name. So, any thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten y'all upset. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. And do you have anything that you would like to say to bring the mood up? Uh, not now. <laughs> we don't have nothing. Because that was the, like, the most deplorable but it's a good thing, thing ever. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said his name. And that is huge. Um, that even thinking back about that just makes me jerk inside yeah because it was horrible and i mean not like it was horrible for the people that actually had people in those buildings yeah and because i've watched way too many Hmm. of those documentaries and everything and just you think about it, there's a whole generation that's in their 20s that wasn't alive when that happened. And they some comments I've seen have, have downplayed it. You know, quit living in the past or it was just a couple of buildings. Uh, they just so have you can't, you, There's no way you can downplay it. No. Because, you know, if you didn't live it, you can't downplay it. Because that was, I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing. On, that is something etched in my head. Yeah. And in my brain, and in my soul, my body, my spirit, and that will just, you can never downplay that mm -hmm. because it was, you think about your country and whatever 20 year olds are saying, oh, you're living in the past, you know something, have your country attacked mm -hmm. that you live in and you, you're supposed to feel safe. Right. And then you're in a worn a war-torn country. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Yeah. That just that almost just urgh, I know. I know. makes me angry. That's still making you angry, don't you? Yeah, and I bring it up on Giggles and Gratitude because I know that there's a family in New Jersey right now that are so grateful that there are people who do still respect human life and human remains and value life enough to keep working on, let's figure out who these people are. You know, let's bring resolution and peace to these families as much as we can so the human spirit is still out there alive and well you just have to look for it you know that was kind of my takeaway this week to look for that human spirit and the respect for human life and when you don't have to you know mm -hmm. they don't have to but they still continue to try to do it all right on a lighter note which would be anything <laughs> because i've been stuck at home i've started taking surveys online I don't know if you're aware of you can take surveys and get a little bit of cash for it. And I took a survey on French fries to you. <laughs> and they really wanted me to rate these French fries. And they showed me pictures. Does this French fry look better than... The? And it went on for 30 minutes, this French fry survey. And that made me think, what is my favorite French fry, fast food French fry, after taking this test? And I just wanted to ask you, Tia, to bring the mood up. The options were Hardee's, Wendy's, Sonic, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Popeye's, and Culver's. So Hardee's are kind of thick cut, not real thick. Wendy's are thick cut, you know, with the skin on each end. Sonic's are stringy. 
Chick-fil-A are the wavy fries, you know, the circles. McDonald's are, well, we all know what McDonald's fries are like. Popeye's are spicy, and Culver's are the wavy fries. So what is your opinion on French fries? Sonic, bar none. Really? Yeah. What do you like about them? Everything. Because that was a question. What makes this the best fry? Because they're stringy. Oh, you like the stringy one? Uh, but, I mean, Steak and Shake have the best fries, period. Oh, I forgot about Steak and Shake. No, Steak and Shake has the best fries, period. The end. Now, I'm trying to think what they're like compared to... They're real thin, and McDonald's used to, but they mm-hmm. changed them. So. Changed the recipe. So you like the skinny, deep-fried, got a little bit of taste of meat on them? <laughs> Cooked in the same griddle on the uh, same fries. Salt. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I discovered after taking this survey that I like Wendy's. I like the more home style. Mm. You know, almost like you took a little cutter and slid it down a tater and kept the skin on the ends and thick and salty. So I, that's just something I noted. I'm grateful that someone, I mean, God made the potato and thank you, Lord, because the potato gets, it gets ragged on and I don't try not to eat them because it's simple carb, but there's a lot of nutrition in a potato. But somebody looked at that ugly <laughs> potato. No offense, God. God made buried in dirt, <laughs> mm-hmm. dug it up, and said, "Hmm, I wonder if I chop it up and throw it in fat and fry it. What it might, what might happen?" And I'm just grateful to whoever that is. I started to look it up, and I thought, "Till kill me if I read the history of a French fry." <laughs> yep, I probably would. <laughs> Maybe I'll make my own little episode okay. about French fry. You can. <laughs> so Tia is Sonic, and I am Wendy's. Okay. Yep. Then I'm done. What have you got to say? I'm done. done? (laughs) I'm done after that. (laughs) Completely done. (laughs) Wow. All right. I just thank you for joining us today. Be sure to listen to our Wednesday episode this week. It's going to be a good one of You Know Something. So Wednesday and Sundays, everybody. And you don't want to go anywhere. If you're a first timer, do not leave because Tia Time is up next. And Tia always has some great inspiration to leave you with that'll bring you up. It'll be better than French fries, I promise. Bye, Tia. I love you. We don't know that. (laughs) I love you the most. Well, nothing's better than French fries. (laughs) No, there isn't. French fries are the greatest. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hello. And today, we're going to do, I've learned inlife.com by Danielle Kepik. I've learned from life that sometimes the darkest times can bring us to the brightest places, that our most painful struggles can grant us the most necessary growth and that the most heartbreaking losses of friendship and love can make room for the most wonderful people. I've learned that what seems like a curse at the moment can actually be a blessing, and that what seems like the end of the road is actually just the discovery that we are meant to travel down a different path. I've learned that no matter how difficult things seem, there's always hope. And I've learned that no matter how powerless we feel or how horrible things seem, we can't give up. We have to keep going. Even when it's scary, even when our, all of our strengths seem gone, 
we have to keep picking ourselves back up and moving forward because whatever we're battling in the moment, it will pass and we will make it through. We've made it this far. We can make it through whatever comes next. This really, really touched me because I've been there, done that, and bought the t-shirt. So whatever you're going through right now, you, it will pass. You will make it through and God has a plan. So look up, not down, and have a blessed week.